no no strong feelings um really i'm i'm not, I'm not sure what um what travaglia's form is like hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the clutch tennis podcast we're joined this week by both jack and luke hello guys good evening hello there we follow on this week from the events last week in um, Antwerp in Belgium, where we had Hugo Humbert, the Frenchman, winning, and in Cologne, Germany, where, again, Sasha Zverev came out on top. So last week, we didn't have much success uh, with our picks, so we won't we won't bother recapping too heavily across those. But this week, we move on to a 250 indoor hard event, uh, a new ATP event in Kazakhstan, Nur Sultan. Uh, we have a event in Vienna feels very quite strongly really in um, quality um, Vienna obviously hosting some of the the higher ranked players due to more points being on offer um, and Kazakhstan hosting a, a bit of a weird array of players really um, so it's going to be a bit of a bit of a jumble sale I would I would expect um, but same as usual what we'll do is we'll run through a number of matches that we think are going to be interesting first rounds and then we'll all sort of predict our outrights, our wild cards, and our to the uh, the Kazakhstan event in Nur Sultan, uh, where we have Tommy Paul taking on Stefano Travaglia. Uh, Tommy Paul coming in at four to seven favorite, and Travaglia at five to four underdog. Um, they've never met before, head to head, nil nil. So um, I'll open the floor to you guys. Yeah, on this I one first. Uh, in my list of notes, uh, list of matches, sorry, that I had for the next couple of days, I had this as a Maybe one to add if you wanted to boost your odds on a Tommy Paul win. Um, I don't think his form's particularly good in the last two. I think he has he lost two in a row or something. I, I remember him having quite a bad loss last week. Yes, he lost to Feliciano Lopez. It was he was in my my ACA, which I put yeah. in the podcast. Yeah, I knew and it was it was something not great. Um, so so yeah, I, I have him to win. I don't have him in my main accumulator, but I think that. He'll have enough to win this match. Okay, and uh, uh, Luke, um, have you got any strong yeah. feelings on this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not touching this one personally, just because I think it's, 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 it's a fairly even match. I don't think either of them are really value. I think Paul, yeah, Paul's probably. If you uh, look at their last five hard court matches, uh, there is one win between the ten combined. And that's a challenger win in Bangalore for Travaglia against Blas Rola in February. So when the form of both players is like this, I tend to avoid them unless the odds are ridiculous on a certain player. Yep. So I would I would agree with that. I, I don't <clears throat> think you can pick either one particularly uh, strongly either. Um, yeah. If I was picking either way, I'm going Tommy Paul. I do think he I think he'll win. Um, I think he's just got a bit more game than Travaglia. Um, on a hard court, anyway. I know Travaglia is not as bad as a lot of people think on hard courts, but um, but I I wouldn't be picking this as my accumulator. So I would be saying Tommy Paul to win, but I wouldn't I wouldn't stake much on it. Um, so we'll move on again to another match that's in um oh, yeah. this week uh, in Cam Norrie against Jordan Thompson. Cam Norrie coming in at <laughs> Cam Norrie coming in at four to seven favorite. And Jordan Thompson at five to four underdog. Uh, interestingly, the head-to-head is three to one in favour of uh, Cam Norrie. Uh, so for me, I, I would have Cam Norrie as quite heavy favourite here. Um, he's been picking up some really good results in the last couple of weeks. He took Raonic quite close last week in Antwerp, and the week before he picked up some big wins, including uh, against Taylor Fritz. 
um, in three sets over in St. Petersburg. Um, and there's clearly something in the head-to-head here as he, he has dominated this matchup in the past. Um, if we look a little bit at Jordan Thompson's form as well, it's been yeah. less, than to be de- less, yeah, less than to be desired for. Um, he, he seems to be not on a, a confidence high. Um, and I think Cam Norrie's difficult game style will be enough to get him through. Um, I don't know what, what your thoughts are on this, guys. Cam Nozza all the way. He is, uh, he is winning this match. I've got him in my main acker. Uh, yeah, I've got him. He's, he's going to win. Um, he's actually, yeah, he's actually playing quite well. And Thompson is, I watched a couple of Thompson's matches and uh, it's been very bad, to be honest. I, I think a player of his game style as well, it's not, you know, he's, he's usually very mentally tough. But I think if the if the confidence isn't there, he doesn't really have the weapons to try and get himself out of a hole of form. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him go. It's four defeats in a row now. I wouldn't be surprised to see that go on for you know could go up to beyond this week. Um, and I think when when you're you know in terms of the styles of these players isn't massively dissimilar in terms of what their their base level is like and and stuff like that. And I think Norrie is is playing quite a few steps above Thompson right now. And um, I think with him being able to get the lefty forehand into Thompson's relatively weak backhand, that's a key part of probably why the matchup has uh, gone largely in Norrie's favour in the past. So I'd expect him to come in here. And I think, uh, is it four to seven? I think the odds, that's pretty good, to be honest. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the odds are four to seven. Uh, so anything to add Luke? Uh, no not really I, I agree with both of you I think Norrie's good value here um, look, look at his, his results in the indoors um, you know great wins against Fritz uh, Kekmanovic and Rusevori and his losses were only against uh, Ranich and Rublev who are both playing some pretty good stuff at the moment um, whereas yeah Thompson's form is awful Um which I I didn't really appreciate when I threw him into my Acker last week, and he got destroyed by Gilles Simon, who I think we can agree has <laughs> has moved out of the dark place that his tennis was in. Um, so yeah, I think four to seven is 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 pretty okay. Yes, so we're all in Cameron fairly there. agreement. Uh, sorry, uh, so we're all in agreement there. Um, so moving on to the next match that we have. Um, Federico Del Bonis, uh, the Argentinian, taking on uh, Mikhail Kukushkin, the the home Kazakh uh, favourite. Really, um, they've they've met twice. Uh, the head to head is one apiece. Um, the only hard court meeting uh, Kukushkin won in straights. Um, Del Bonis is two to one underdog, and Kukushkin is four to eleven favourite. Um, again, I think I'll open up on this one just quickly and say I think I think Kukushkin's going to win. Um, he seems to have made a couple of changes to his game. His backhand seems slightly more orthodox now than it previously did. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's a much more established uh, hard-court player than Del Bonis. If, if it was a clay court match, it would be a different story. But neither of them are in fantastic form. But I think uh, being a, a home player uh, in front of the fans and being able to sort of dominate the, the hard-court longer rallies, I would expect, um, I think gives, gives Kukushkin the edge here. Um, Del Bonis likes to keep the points quite short um, and he can do that on a clay court because it gives him more time on the ball um, over here on the indoor hard courts. I don't know how quick they're going to be because obviously it's a new event, but I can't imagine he's going to have the time that he would want. 
Um, so I'll leave that there for me. I think Kukushkin, good value to win. Um, and I'll hand over to you guys. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I agree. I think Kukushkin will win. Um, I think I read somewhere that there's no fans in uh, in this event. Um, but regardless, I think that the home advantage of it being quite unique in, in Kazakhstan, even stuff like... Um, you know, I know it's indoors, but even stuff like it's supposed to be like really cold there this time of year. And I think like that sort of thing will come into play in a strange sort of way. The Davis Cup record for Kazakhstan at home is like way above punching way above their weight. Um, so I think that the home advantage will actually mean something this week, even though there might not be any fans there. And I think Akushkin would be favourite for this match anyway on the surface. Um, it's played on the same surface as what was in uh, Cologne and um, Antwerp. Sorry. Uh, mind blank there. Um, so I'd expect it to be reasonably slow, but still indoor hard. Kukushkin's only tour title came on indoor hard. Um, I think he, because of his flat hitting and he likes to take the ball quite early, he'll look to take time away from Del Bonis and his big wind ups on his forehand and stuff. And I think that'll play to Kukushkin's hands. And uh, I expect him to get the job done here. Okay, yep. Um, I'll just jump in and add on to there because it was something I was going to mention as well. Um, having watched enough of the uh, the Kazakhstan Davis Cup ties, um, I know that Kukushkin he loves playing at home, yeah. and he he has a big what's the word a big sort of um, he feels like he needs to perform for his country. Um, whereas some weeks he he just doesn't show up, and I I think that's going to be a trend this week really, and that the players local to this area, maybe not even from Kazakhstan, but um, anyone Eastern European is probably going to be quite well suited. Um, and possibly want to to perform quite well. Um, anyway, that that was all I wanted to add. So um, we'll we'll pass over to you now, Luke. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Kukushkin will will get the job done here. Uh, looking at Del Bonis's form, he hasn't won a match on hard since the Australian Open. His mo- most recent loss was against uh, Braden Schnur in a challenger, which doesn't bode well. Um, Kukushkin hasn't he hasn't won a hard match since since the US Open in fairness but but yeah I, th- I think for the reasons you said about um, you know playing at home he'll want he'll want to do well in this event and yeah I, th- I think his, his game's better suited for the indoor hard than, than Del Bonis so yeah I, I back uh, Kukushkin yeah and I think he's he's yeah. decent value at uh, 4 to 11 is it okay so again I think we're yeah. all in agreement um, and that moves us on to our next match um, the last one that we're going to talk about in Kazakhstan again another home favourite um, in Alexander Bublik coming in at favourite one to two against the American Mackenzie McDonald eleven to eight. They've met once before um, ago, in Saint yeah Saint Petersburg I think it was, um, and Bublik came out on top in three sets. Um, so it wasn't an easy fight. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you open up on this one. I don't know if you want to start us off, Luke. Um, yeah, I think similar to the Kukushkin um, logic, I think Bublik's. We we all know he has he has issues with his his motivation at times, um, but I think this is a week where he will he will show up and he will want to do well. Um, he's also he's got to feel confident about his his chances of winning the whole event. He's the he's the sixth seed, I think. And it's not a particularly strong field, and I don't think he's won a ATP title yet, so that's extra motivation. Uh, McDonald has not been not been playing great recently. Um, whereas Bublik has been, uh, he's had some decent wins. Uh, Morthys at the French, for example. No, it's a different surface, but still. 
And I think his his game, you know, with his serve and uh, big flat ground strokes, I think it will be better suited to the indoor hard. OK, yeah, uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. And Jack? Uh, yeah, I, I think Bublik will win this. Uh, I'm quite a big fan of McDonald. Uh, I know he's had some bad injury problems, but I do like him as a player. But I, I don't think he's going to win this one. Um, obviously, there's the home advantage again. Um, I expect you would think on paper. I know we we always say like let's not try and work out these players. The same with you know Kyrgios and and Benoit Pair and people like that. Trying to work out whether they're going to be motivated or not is is you know like trying to work out a Rubik's cube. But um, you know, I I think Bublik will will have enough. Uh, Bublik is is you know he's got a much bigger game than McDonald. McDonald is, is another guy who's got like a base level which he doesn't go too far beyond or below. Um I think Bublik will will want to come out and play well and I think that if he does play at even kind of 75-80% he will have enough to to win this match. Um yeah, I think he could just draw McDonald out of out into positions where he doesn't want to be. He's quite a solid baseline, you know, cross court rallier likes he can make a lot of balls but but public will put him into places where he doesn't really like feeling which is like i, I i've seen him miss some awful volleys in the past i don't know if you can remember any mcdonald but public will get him into those positions and will make him come into the net and, and mcdonald's net play is, is not great so i think from that point of view tactically uh, i'd expect public to, to come through here okay yep yeah. um i agree with you to be honest um if I was swinging either way on this one, I'm going Bublik. I think he's got too much firepower for McDonald. Unlike yourself, I'm not a big fan of McDonald. I don't think he's got any game at all, really. Um, I, I really don't see how he wins matches in the first place, but that's just me. I like him. Um, <laughs> but um, Bublik, on, on contrast, I think he will be motivated. He's playing at home. It's a chance to win a title. Um, and as you say, even playing at... 50-60% like he did in St. Petersburg he's going to win that match um, so Bublik all the way at 1-2 to um, so we'll move on to the matches in Vienna now um, and we'll kick off with uh, Dennis Novak the Austrian against Kevin Anderson uh, South African um, Anderson 1-2 to favourite and Novak 3-2 to underdog um, never met before um, I don't know who wants to open up on this one um, this is tough I thought about this earlier when I was going through tomorrow's matches. This is a really hard one to call. Um, I think if I was just stripping back the odds and just having it like Mr. A versus Mr. B, I'd probably swap the odds over. Um, I I think if you push me, I think Dennis Novak will win uh, at home. Um, I don't know if there's any fans here or not. I, I think there might be off the top of my head. Um, but apart from getting spanked by Oscar Ott last week. He's he, I've actually been quite impressed with him recently. I think he's he's quite a solid player as well. He's got you know nice he, everything is is quite good with Dennis Novak. No major major weapons, but he's a a good all-round player. Anderson, you don't really know what you're going to get these days with with Kev um you know loads of injury problems and you know it still a a solid player, but I think you'll find it very hard to break Novak's serve. Um, if he doesn't get him with unreturnable serves, he'll probably get him in the rallies. Um, so I'd expect Novak to come through here, but it's a very tough one to call for me, this match. OK, and uh, Luke? Yeah, I agree with Jack's sentiments. This is this is a tough one to call, um, particularly because Anderson 
hasn't played on hard since since the US Open. His last match um, was at the French uh, with a loss against Rublev. Although he he picked up, he beat uh, two two Serbian uh, clay quarters mm-hmm. in Jera and Lajovic, which are pretty good wins, um, especially for someone who's not that comfortable on the clay. But yeah, as as you say, Novak's he's playing all right recently. Um, home event for him as well. Um, so you know, e- extra incentive to do well. Yeah, I'm, yeah. If if you had to push me for an answer, I'd probably say Anderson, but. Okay, um, unlike touch. you guys, I actually think Anderson is good value here at one to two. Um, Dennis Novak has very much been been doing what he always does. He he beats people you expect him to beat, and he loses against the tougher matches. Um, Oscar Ott was playing pretty well, to be honest, when he beat him. But it's a very similar actual game style wise to to Kevin Anderson. Um, I don't think it suits up well for for Dennis Novak. He doesn't give much pace on his ground strokes, particularly. He has got a good serve. Um, but Anderson's going to look to get on the front foot every single time he gets the opportunity. Um, and I think that's going to take a lot of time away from Novak, who's not going to be able to construct the points as he would like. Um, a lot hinges on the fact that Anderson is coming back from injury. Um, his knee is still not not right. But um, despite that, I would be I would be going with Anderson. Um, moving on, uh, we have the Battle of the Canadians in Felix Algeraliassime against uh, Vasek Pospisil. Um Felix the youngster at four to nine and Pospisil at thirteen to eight. I'm going to open up on this one and just say it's not one that I want to go anywhere near. Um, I think it's going to be quite close. Pospisil's probably underdog value at thirteen to eight, but he's been unimpressive coming through the qualifying rounds, dropping sets to uh, Erla and um, Jason Jung, um, which on an indoor hard court isn't isn't what you'd expect from him. So I don't know if the conditions are just a little bit on the slow side for him for an indoor hard court. Um, and Felix, despite looking like he lacks confidence, he still still delivered some good results last week. Um, so if we're talking about who I think is going to win, I would go Alger Aliassim. If we're thinking about who's probably odds-on value, it, it's Pospisil. And because the two don't match up, really, it's not one I'd want to go particularly near. Um, so I'll hand over to you guys now. Uh I didn't know Car- uh, Jason Jung beat Carl Edmund. That's new to me. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it seems he, he's in Jill Simon's dot. Um, I, I didn't know the odds on this match because I, I couldn't find Poor them Kyle. earlier. Um, but uh, I kind of expected, expected better, as in more favourable odds for Felix after his run this week. Um, it's not a match that I'd be putting in, I don't think. Uh, I think that the conditions might be on the slow, even though it's indoor, which suits... Pospisil, his uh, best time of the year from memory came in the sort of like Montpellier, Marseille kind of events, where which are which are quite quick, which is more suited towards him. Uh, I've always liked this. I, I I think they've played each other a few times now, and it's always been quite tight. Um, I think the matchup suits Pospisil quite well because Audrey seems loves time on the ball, um, and Vazek like you know bit of a net rusher, aggressive takes that time away from him. Um, but yeah, I think if I had to back a player here, I think OG Aliassim will get through narrowly, um, but not one that I'd be banking on to win a match for me if my life depended on it. Yeah, I I largely agree. Um, I do I do think Felix will win, but not sure it's one that I'd um, I'd touch really. Um, 
as 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 you as you said, Pospisil um, is, is decent on indoor hard. Um, although um, the head to head is three to nil in Felix's favour. Um, as matches coming at Indian one, Wales, Wimbledon, and well, I think one uh, of them Montreal. was a deciding set tiebreak. I remember one being uh, really I don't close. Know, one was a yes. Uh, so yeah, Montreal was a was a deciding oh, set tiebreak. The second set was also a tiebreak. Oh, okay. But I was uh, close. I was right time, with my initial. I don't know where. You got yeah, that no, I, I, they're usually tight between these two. So, um, so yeah, possibly drop, dropping sets to Erla and Jung, as you said, is not not ideal. Um, so yeah, I, I think Felix will win. Okay, um, not, not and that brings us on to our our last match, really. Uh, Grigor Dimitrov uh, against uh, Karen Kachanov. Uh, Dimitrov slight favourite at five to seven. Kachanov at evens underdog. Um, Dimitrov leads the head-to-head one nil. Um, I'll open up on this one and say I think Kachanov, despite losing to Evans last week, I think he's been actually looking quite good. He's, uh, he's hitting big off both wings. Um, I think he looked good at the French as well. Um, his serve is he's not serving big numbers as such, but he's uh, he's winning a lot of points behind them, behind both his first and his second. Um, and he's he's dominating points from the back of the court. He doesn't actually look to come forward, which I think is a bit of a gap in his game, but um, he's, he's doing enough from the back. So... Um, Dimitrov, who I've not been that impressed with, really. I was surprised he took a set off Dimonor um, a couple of days ago in the semi-finals at Antwerp. But he'd only actually had to play two matches on indoor hard since the return to tennis. Um, and uh, Kachanov, um, as I say, he just looked a bit more solid, really, than, than what I saw from Dimitrov. If he plays at his best tennis, Dimitrov will win this match because arguably I think he's probably top three indoor hardcourt players if he if he turns out his best tennis I haven't seen his best tennis in a number of years so um, I'm not I'm not touching this match but if you want a single maybe catch an over evens um, so handing over to you guys uh, yeah I uh, I'm not sure about this match either uh, I think from a tactical point of view uh, this you know if he, he took out form and stuff I think this match would probably suit Dimitrov slightly better Um We've seen now Kachanov struggles against uh, Dan Evans' slice. He he has a very upright technique on his backhand. He stands like like you know almost rigid, and the like Dan Evans' slice is you know sort of eighty percent of the time on his backhand. And Kachanov has really struggled with that. And he's lost his last two meetings with Evans. Dimitrov is reasonably similar. Uh, it's probably a bit more reliable on his topspin backhand, but still like a lot of slice. Um, but yeah, we have limited uh, sample size for recent form, but losing a set to Andahar on hard um, is not a promising sign for Dimitrov. Um, I wouldn't have this match uh, either way, but if you want to go with the form, I, I'd expect Kachanov to to come through here. But um, with a balance of matchup to form, it's not a, an obvious call either way for me. Yeah, I agree, really. I, I can't really call this one. Um... Yeah, Kachanov been been playing okay recently. Got got through a few rounds in St Petersburg, but that was against people you'd you'd really expect him to beat uh, in Duckworth and Karatsev. Um, yeah, Dimitrov only only played the one tournament since since the French. Um, matchup wise, yeah, Dimitrov is he does have similarities to Evans in that he hits a lot of slice, which could 
give Karen some problems, but I don't know. If if I was going to bet on anyone, it would be on, uh, a single on catching off. Okay, cool. So that, that rounds off um, our first round uh, matches that we wanted to discuss. Um, and so we'll kick things off by moving on to our, our chosen accumulators. Yeah. Um, I'll start off uh, nice and easy. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin Anderson to beat Dennis Novak, uh, Bublik to beat McDonald, and Kukushkin to beat Del Bonis. Um, and that comes in as a treble at 2.29 to 1. So not sort of spectacularly good value, but for three reasonably heavy favourites who I personally don't see losing, um, I think that's that's decent. Um, what have you picked, Jack? So I have got... Uh, yeah, I agree. got Cam Norrie. Uh, yeah, expect him to come through that one. Uh, and I've also got uh, Mikhail Kukushkin. Uh, and I've also got a match we've not spoken about, which is... Pablo Colenio Borsta to beat Gael Monfils at four to seven. Dislike, I I don't even know if he's bothering to play tennis apart from apart from uh, from these tournaments. Um, he's not won a match since tennis was interrupted um, in March or whenever it was, and I think that this is not the matchup to come back to if you want to try and find some form. Colenio Busta is very solid, and he's actually playing all right. He had, a, in hindsight, a stinker of a draw against uh, Umber in the first round at, at Antwerp. Um, so I expect Corona Booster, who never really drops his level, and it's also is always a solid level, uh, to beat Monfils. Okay, yeah. Um, what, what oh, sorry, that that's, that's to? four to seven uh, on Corona Booster. And overall, um, I have lost my, uh, my uh, Kukushkin match. Oh, here we go. It comes to 2.55 to one as a treble. Okay, so fairly similar odds to what, what I selected. Um, and Luke? Um, yeah, I've, I've gone for three of the matches we've already spoken about. Um, Cam Nari to beat Jordan Thompson, um, Sasha Bublik to beat McDonald, and Mikhail Kukushkin to beat Del Bonis. Uh, I'm not sure what the odds are, but it'll be around similar to yours, like two, two to one, something like that. So not crazy odds, but three people. Are, okay, so, so we've all gone really fairly safe there, which is probably good because our results have not been coming in in the last weeks. Um, we'll now have a little look at the the outrights, yeah. and we'll start yeah. off with um, with Vienna, which personally for me, our results have not been coming in in the last weeks. Um, we'll now have a little look at the the outrights, yeah. and we'll start yeah. off with um, with Vienna, which personally for me, uh, we've not spoken about him yet, but when his name's in the draw sheet, I think he's going to win. Uh, Novak Djokovic, uh, five to six. I don't think that's actually terrible. Um, so I wouldn't actually be picking an outright for Vienna other than him because I, I don't see that anyone else is going to win this event. Um, so that that's where I would go with this one. Um, on to you guys. Uh, yeah, so I've got... This is very easy to summarise. Uh, either go Djokovic or go for someone else that's not in his half of the draw. God. Rublev. Um... Uh, Jack, can you repeat that last bit just quickly? Because I don't know if it was my internet or yours, but my, I lost you there for a second. My phone vibrated. That might have been something to do with it. Yeah, I, I um, didn't hear it as well. So I'll just start again, make it easier. Uh, so, yeah, this is very easy to summarise, uh, this Vienna draw. Uh, either go for Novak Djokovic or go for someone else that's in the opposite half of his draw. Um, so I have gone for the cardiovascular god that is Andre Rublev. Um who is just a machine, just doesn't seem to, to tire. 
Um, and I think he's 12 to 1, uh, which isn't bad, to be honest. I was uh, expecting lower than that. Um, I think the fact that he's a lower favourite than Daniel Medvedev, who is 2 for 10 in his last indoor hard matches, is a joke. Um, and in terms of a, a wild one for this, I've got another one, which is someone who I just had in my accumulator. Pablo Carreño Busta at uh, 40 to 1. Uh, I think I saw better odds than that earlier. But um, for, but Rublev and Karenna Busta both each way uh, as outrights if you wanted to go against Djokovic. OK, and Luke? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's quite hard to see past Djokovic winning the event, but um, I haven't picked him because I don't want to be boring. Um, yeah, going back, going back to your bit about Rublev being a machine, we actually tried to record a podcast for Hamburg, but it failed. And I actually picked Rublev as my outright for that um, because his odds were 20 to 1, and I just thought that was stupid, really. And then he went and won the whole tournament, which is lovely. Um, so my out, my outright um, oh, is another that man is you've brave. mentioned, uh, Daniel Medvedev. Look, it is brave, but I know his his form absolutely reeks. I'm not going to deny that, but I look at his draw. It's it's not too bad considering it's you know a, a pretty decent event. Um, he's got he's got Demon Or in round one who. Just got to the final last week, so I could be a bit um, fatigued. Um, he's got Felix in round two if he gets past that, which is, um, you know, not the worst. And then he's in he's in the same section as Morfis, who you mean the same uh, section as Karina probably won't even make the quarters. Um, yeah, sorry, go on, carry on. See, um, yeah, he's also in the non Djokovic half. Um, so I'd, I'd be putting this on each way for sure if you are going to put it on. Um, I think eight eight to one's not bad. And yeah, if if he just if he if he gets his way through the first round or two, just plays his way back into form. If he gets confident, then he can beat anyone really, including okay. Djokovic. Um, so that moves us on to uh, the the Nur Sultan out right now in uh, Kazakhstan. And uh, this is an absolute lottery, really. I mean, you can pick any name on here and they might win. Um, but I've gone for um, Bublik, 9-1, to one, uh, for reasons that we spoke about earlier. A home event for him, big chance at a title. Nobody in the draw, really, that I can think of has, has bigger game than him. So if he plays well all week, I think he'd win, regardless of where this was held with this field. But add in the home favourite, 9-1, to one, that's that's pretty good for me. Um, on to yeah, I think Bublik's a good pick. Uh, I had him down in my in my short list. Um, I'm going for Dimitri Pop. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to go for. Um, I think <laughs> my my f- main choice uh, is uh, Igor Gerasimov at thirty three to one. Um, you spoke a bit about. Uh, the advantages of the Eastern European players. I know he's not Kazakhstan. He is uh, Belarusian, uh, I believe. Um, but he he's actually playing okay. Yep. Uh, I had him potentially down as a wild one for uh, the tournament last week that he played. I know I wasn't here. Um, 
but he's he's looked like on the cusp for a while now of, of potentially winning a 250 one of these lower lottery like 250s um he's got a big game as well uh he narrowly lost to to Oji Aliasim in two tie breaks uh, sorry uh two a second and third set tie break after winning the first after crushing Daniel Altmaier one and love um so uh I think he's got a good chance this week. So I'm I'm gonna punt for Igor Gerasimov at thirty three to one. But Kakushkin is also a good shout. Okay. For me. If you want to finish us off with this one. Uh yeah, I think um I think Bublik's a good pick. I think Gerasimov at those odds is not bad. Um I've gone for um Cameron Noza, 12 to 1. I think um, he, hasn't won, he, has, he hasn't won a title yet, so that's big incentive. I think, um, you know, perhaps that's one of the reasons he chose to play here instead of in Vienna um, to have a, have a crack at winning his, his first title, which is a big thing. Um, as, as we said before, he's in, he's in pretty good form. Um, he's, he's got wins against... Um, Better people than are than are in this draw, to be honest. Um, and as as you said, this is an absolute lottery. Anyone in the draw could win it, really. But I think Malarino favourite. Dear Christ, what is this one. event? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> okay, and um, well, well, we'll finish off then. Yeah, Malarino loves uh, a random. T- uh, so we'll finish off just by quickly reeling off our our wild cards. Uh, my wild card is Kukushkin at twenty-eight to one. Um, he comes in the same half as Benoit Pair, who, to be honest, might not even bother trying, uh, knowing what he's like. Um, and then if he can get past that, to be honest, making the final seems like a real possibility. There's no one else in his half of the draw that looks like it will challenge him. Uh, so that, yeah, mine is uh, one that I already mentioned. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have mentioned uh, it. Uh, it's just uh, Jurassic again at, at thirty-three to one. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned my reasons for that one earlier. Okay, fine. And Luke? Um, yeah, I've, I've actually not gone for Nur Sultan. Maybe I should have. Um, my wild card is uh, Diego Schwartzman to win Vienna. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guess at what the odds are for this. Uh, 12 to 1. Okay. Jack? Are you still with us? Hello? Am I back? Yes, you are. Hello? Sorry, uh, I, sorry I, I guessed 50 to 1. Yeah, you are. Yeah, come on! Uh, 50 to 1, you, you're spot on, yeah. Here's 50 to 1. I'll just, I'll just think those odds are... Uh, pretty bonkers for someone who's a top. He made the final last year, didn't he? The best he lost tennis a team in a, in a, in a tight three setter. Um, he he did make he, he did made make the, the final team. last week. Yeah, he did make the final last year. Um, made the final last week in Cologne. Um, uh, he's got a, he's got a real chance of making the O oh, two the, the ATP finals. So that's extra incentive for him to go deep. Um. But the one drawback is that his quarterfinal opponent is Djokovic if he gets there. <laughs> but you never know. You could get a line job. Okay. And um, on that note, then, that actually rounds off our podcast. So uh, thanks, guys, for, for joining me. Um, 
as uh, I should have said earlier on in the podcast, uh, follow our Twitter page at Serving Up Clutch um, for both football and tennis uh, picks throughout the week. Uh, we have our daily articles that come up uh, daily, obviously, um, and highlight the matches uh, so that we, we effectively cover every match throughout the weeks because this is just our first round picks. Um, and uh, obviously, it'll be interesting to see if um, any of our, our long outrights or wildcards come in this week as well. Um, so stay tuned on our on our Twitter page. And um, if you're interested in your football as well, listen out for the, the podcast every Friday for the match cast with James and Fabio. All right. So um, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, Can I ask a question week? before uh, we go yeah. off? Uh, yeah. Has anyone heard from Sam Query yet? No, I'm actually concerned. <laughs> We've not heard from the guy for like three weeks. I think he's dead. <laughs> Let's hope not. You might have to delete that in in a future of life if this comes up badly. Or or yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, thank you. Um, I am gonna end this recording now because otherwise, if my phone for some reason or, dies, or on the bachelor again. So. Oh yeah. Go on then. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>